You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, welcome back to Through the Ringer. We are still in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are doing our best to survive here. And I am sitting across from J. Kyle Mann. You've seen him on many Ringer podcasts, and you also know him from his great basketball videos. But Kyle Mann, I want to do like a little like background intro, talk about how you got here, how did it all happen, things like that. But first and foremost, are you surviving Las Vegas? How are you feeling right now? I feel like Vegas is sort of a uh, it's it's a treadmill that will just tilt on you at any yeah. point and you don't know it. And it, suddenly you're like, I'm barely hanging on like you kind of get out of bed and you got a pep in your step you get a coffee like let's attack the day i mean it's 110 degrees there's you know food and drink everywhere there's people having a great time it just you get tired in ways that you don't expect i think you know? yeah and your body i think reacts because of that and you know there's the social my social meter is at zero by about 6 p.m every single day I'm, I'm pretty much done with it and then last night i as soon as i walked in my hotel room i just fell asleep on my couch for an hour because that's las vegas baby that's what's happening and uh it's also, the small talk of Olympics too. That's yes. what I was going to say. Like you just, you just small talk, small talk, small talk, and you're just, you're just done. I, I couldn't be a politician. That's what mm. summer league tells me. I, I, there's cardio to it, you know? Yeah. I could kiss babies, uh, but I could not hobnob and small talk 24 seven. So that is not my life. Uh, but shout out to the formula one guys, uh, chaos or uh, Kevin Clark, not chaos. Kevin Clark, uh, ringer F one guy. Uh, they're the reason why the traffic is so terrible because the grand prix is in November. All that's happening right now. But, uh, I want to talk, like I said at the top about how you got here, Kyle Mandan and how you became a basketball savant in the ringer universe. Uh, we're going to talk about your Scoot Henderson video, but first and foremost, can you just give us a little background? You're a Kentucky guy. Um, so let's start there. I mean, bluegrass state. Yeah. Lifelong. You and I have, we've talked about this. We have parallel kind of upbringings with the, the history and the lore of a blue blood college mm. program. We get that. We got the, 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 uh, the propaganda is being fed to us in the crib. You know, I'm named after Kyle Macy, who is an all American guard at Kentucky. So, uh, it's like, you know, played with Jordan in that game in the 63 point game at, uh, at, you know, at Boston. So there's that. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I was actually an NBA fan before I was a Kentucky fan. I like just, I just fell in love. I think the Barcelona, Barcelona 92 thing. Mm. So I'm just giving you the timeline of my You're obsession. Dream team guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, big yeah. That was my guys. basketball big bang. But I was a VHS person. And my dad and I have joked about this a lot that, like, I would obsessively document NBA games when I was a kid. And mm. I just had, and they would just keep buying me the VHSs probably because they were amused. So, 
years later, you know, I, I ended up, I came to this industry a little bit late just for people who are wondering who the hell I am, that kind of a thing. So I was actually just, I did, I wanted to do sports writing. I ran into one of my high school teachers the other day who like encouraged me to do it. And I was like, no way, not a good idea. Went off and did like an, you know, an advertising career, got laid off a couple times, started writing about basketball. It caught on. So it just kind of found me. I ended up back here. And uh, that's the thing I joke about with my dad all the time. Like I do basketball video is my obsession, tape, things like that. And I was like, kind of paid off, dad, all those VHSs, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it had a sort of like circular quality to it. But that's how we ended up here. Yeah, it's nice when you get to do your job and it's your passion at some level. And it's also like like you said, I remember at our house, like we had the 1993 VHS of the championship game. And me and my brother, when we couldn't go to, go to sleep, we would just rewatch the game, you know, and watch Donald Williams. And now, you know, I do a podcast and it opens up with Woody Durham, you know, talking about technical <laughs> yeah. foul, technical foul like that beckons back to that time. And that's the beauty of basketball, because it takes you back to a place and a space that, you know, you love. And that's why we love this game. And uh, I just think one of the cool things about what you've been able to do is kind of capture that nostalgia of basketball and basketball fans. And then when you do these videos, you are you do a great job of like thinking the game out and show showing us what we want to see. Um, it's not on VHSs now; it's on YouTube. I'd love to put my videos on VHSs. That's <laughs> a good great. idea. Maybe I should do that. That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, we would watch it. We'll go find a VHS player. But I want to talk about your most recent video because it's about Scoot Henderson. Um, and Scoot Henderson has become sort of a, a fast phenomena for a lot of people when they talk about you know what the future looks like for this draft class he looked amazing in his debut um just putting that you know video together and just understanding who scoot is as a player what was your big what was your one big takeaway for scoot as we forecast his future I think a lot of this stuff about Scoot was easy to see from the outset. Like, I don't think you need much of a trained eye at all to mm-hmm. see some of the athleticism like popping off of the page. I mean, I always joke during the season with KOC. I said, this is basically like Champ Bailey, like the famous, you know, cornerback yeah. from the NFL. Day. I was like, this is basically like if Champ Bailey was a, was a point guard in the NBA. Like, he's very flexible. He has like incredible core strength. We don't have like official measurements, but the, the you know, they're, they're incredible just by the eye test. And we've heard kind of just murmurs about what they are he supposedly at 6'2 has like uh 6'9 wingspan so he has like a rondo-y kind of a you know wingspan compared to that uh but you know he's very fast and very powerful um the thing that you know I, all those things were very apparent i could see that he could pass the ball i could see that he had great pace i think that's one thing that he has as an athlete um compared to other in my mind i always think of like you know there's taxonomy you know in, in mm-hmm. like the animal kingdom you know <laughs> you, you think about these different like groups of animals that are related and i think think about that in, in terms of basketball players sometimes in my mind i've never sketched this out it'd be cool if somebody did it seems like kind of a kirk goldsberry project maybe yeah kirk, if you're listening right now is the time go sketch that out maybe he could do that for me <laughs> I think just can. for me kirk do that uh, but in my mind i was kind of i kind of like do these i have like a really associative kind of a mind and i think mm. if you watch my videos you could probably see that i just like things remind me of this and we just go down sometimes dead end pathways but with scoot i was like thinking of like athletic point guards and i was like okay I grouped a, a, a bunch of them together, and I was thinking of them. And, you know, Derrick Rose, I, I brought up Steve Francis, Stevie Donovan Mitchell, uh, Baron Davis. He did he. Uh, just guys that, like, grew up having this incredible rocket launcher of, of a weapon to use in a basketball game, which is crazy speed, you know, and like like John Wall. John Wall, yeah. Guys that could just, they had this just one button that in every situation they could be like, okay, what could we do here? Okay, blow them away with speed and power uh, and, and leaping ability. 
Scoot was unique to me because when I went to watch him, I was like, this guy has the ability to do that at all times. Like De'Aaron Fox, another one. And you'll watch those guys. And I made this point in the video that like, Sometimes when they're in open court, when they're in the half court, they're trying to just blow people away constantly with that speed. Scoot was a lot more methodical and and in command of his gears um, than other guys I had seen like that. And I was blown away by that. Yeah, I had questions about the shooting and things like that. But the conclusion that I kind of would watch the video, please, if you'd like, I would love it for you to for you to do that. But um, the conclusion that I kind of came to was really in the interviews. When I when I sat down, I was like, this is all awesome. The questions I have could be, you know, him as a shooter, him as a decision maker. He's a good, simple decision maker. I didn't know how manipulative he was like a Tyrese Halliburton mm-hmm. or a Trey Young. Those are the top benchmarks, obviously. But as a person, that was really the thing that swung me. I was listening to him talk, and I was like, man, this guy is, like, really, really obsessed with working. Like, a lot of guys lo- love basketball in the NBA, a lot of them. But for, for me, it just seemed like he didn't – you'll see some of these guys. Like, Russ is a guy he's been compared to. Russ I, – I made this point in the video that, like, there are these sort of, like, self-defeating sort of um, – habits or sort of things in these guys careers that like self-sabotage Russ is a good example of somebody who had all this power who had this ability to have the ball in his hands but he never could adjust like he was never good at getting off the ball you know Mm -hmm. things like he had to dominate it I don't see that with Scoot and I and I was kind of I came around where I was like this guy's going to be a superstar he's going to be able to play with anybody Um, and that really swung me because throughout the year I was really cynical about him Tate to be honest with you yeah examining the electric Scoot Henderson if you go Google that right now you'll find that video go check that out and uh, Scoot from day one here at Summer League I mean he looked like a seasoned vet out there running pick and roll and again he's been playing with the Ignite for two years so he has gone up against NBA schemes for quite some time so it does make sense why it looks so polished but like you said I mean, Russell Westbrook is incredible, but he's never been able to defer to someone else. Even when he had Kevin Durant and James Harden next to him, he was not able to be deferential. But Scoot seems to be able to do that. And uh, our boss, Bill Simmons, working on his G League project uh, a couple months back, he was like, this kid, Scoot Henderson, he acts like a 28-year-old, and he's 19. So um, if, if you haven't watched Scoot play, I know he's dealing with the shoulder right now. His Go parents him. called him old man. That's, yeah. another, that's another point to bring up. He grew up in, like, he was the second youngest, but they literally called him old man because he's always just had this weird um, presence about him. He's Mm -hmm. always had this just sort of like calmness about him and I I just think he's an interesting person. Yeah and his mom uh, during the draft process was talking about when he was 7 he played with the 10 year olds when he was 10 he played with the 13 year olds when he was 13 he played with the 16 year olds and obviously you know you keep doing that your entire career it's good to play against the older kids it's good when you have size all around you and you're used to that and his mom had to bring his birth certificate to games because people wouldn't believe he was his age. (laughs) That's amazing. uh, That's one of my favorite things that happened during the draft learning that story so again the video is examining the electric Scoot Henderson he is Kyle Mann appreciate you go watch that video now and uh yeah this is through the ringer thanks Kyle man thank you this episode is brought to you by jiffy lube cars can be a big investment so it's important to take care of them i once got a car that i started out with twenty five thousand miles on i got it to over two hundred thousand miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, 
tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Through the Ringer. We are here live, Las Vegas at Summer League, and I'm sitting here with the number 30 pick in the 2023 NBA draft. He is Kobe Brown from Missouri. Kobe, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, uh, we're sitting here right now, and, uh, you know, we got a lot of basketball behind us, a lot of people, um, you know, excited about what's happening in Summer League. But I wanted to start here just with your name because uh, the name Kobe obviously has such cachet in the basketball yeah. space. And you actually were named after Kobe Bryant. Is that correct? Definitely, yeah, correct. So how did, how did that all come about? Did, you, did your dad tell you later in life or when you were a kid, he was like, your name's Kobe for a reason. We need you to be yeah. a basketball player. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he, he told me a little when I, were, uh, when I was old enough to, you know, wonder how and why I was named Kobe. Uh, so around the age of like 13, maybe 12, 13. Uh, but yeah, it was just, you know, he, uh, my dad's been a high school coach all my life and he had a player who was getting recruited from Kobe's dad when he was at LaSalle wow. a, while, a long time ago. And um he, uh, he he went down. To, he took him on a visit to LaSalle or whatever. And while he was down there, he went to one of Kobe's high school games. Wow. And um, he pretty much said, if I ever have a – he just saw how Kobe was. And he said if he ever had a son, you know, he'd name him after Kobe. Wow, that's, a, that's, that's an amazing story. And obviously, you know, a lot of players in the league try to pattern their game after Kobe Bryant. You know, yeah. Jason Tatum is probably the most well-known guy right now in the league that does that. But your game, who did you pattern your game after? I've, I've been fascinated during all this conversation. I've seen a lot of guys talk about Paul George it seems like your generation loves Paul George yeah. but who, who was the one that you looked up to man so Kobe was my was my he was idol. your muse he was, he was yeah and but you know you, you know you get older and you start realizing like you got to be realistic you know? <laughs> so um you know I just started trying to just be versatile and being able to do a lot of different things is what I've always wanted to do so that's what's up that's, and you yeah. get to go to Los Angeles uh I mean how, how exciting can you just walk us through that experience you know you're a guy who we watched you as a freshman I think you averaged like five six points a game and yeah. then by your senior year everyone's talking about this is a first round pick yeah. that journey and then to be the 30th pick and then get picked by the Los Angeles Clippers. What was that feeling like? Man, it was a, it was a huge blessing. I definitely cried a couple times. I blame you. I would too. But yeah, no, I, I definitely came a long way, and I'm I'm happy to be where I met. Um, LA is a beautiful city. The weather's great. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really enjoying it. Being able to see, you know, where how, where Kobe spent so many of his years right. of his career and what he did so much, uh, the city he did so much for, um, is is really a great. It's a great place. And you and go into situation. a franchise, right, that has obviously um, two superstars, legit yeah. superstars. You talk about Kawhi and you talk about Paul George. Right. You have Jerry West, who yeah. is, you know, he's the logo, right? He right. is that guy. <laughs> and you got a head coach that's one of the best coaches in the league, in my opinion, and right. Ty Lue, who's an NBA champion. Definitely. Um, so. <laughs> And an NBA champion as a player. So how, yeah. how, how great is that to be able to soak up that knowledge? Man, it's so great. I was just about to say, it's, it's so much to learn, so much on the table to learn. Um, I'm definitely been blessed to put in, in this situation. Um, you know, you can learn from, you know, not only the people you name, but even the people who's been around them for years who've learned so much from them as well. So it's, it's a lot of knowledge to, to obtain, and I'm ready and for it. And in case you didn't know this, your owner, Steve Ballmer, is yeah. kind of a maniac in the best way. You know what I mean? He really? loves basketball. <laughs> he loves to cheer. Yeah. Um, you know, he came on our boss, Bill Simmons, podcast a few years ago and, you know, was just yelling about how excited he was for the season. This guy loves basketball. Was he? Yeah. When, did you talk to him when you got drafted? 
Um, I don't. I don't believe okay. so. No, not yet. So did you yet, talk to yet. Jerry West? Who did, yeah. I, I, I've, I have spoken okay. to Jerry West a couple times, like throughout, like in the practice facility and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I mostly talked to our, you know, our president, uh, our GM, Trent Lawrence, yeah. and um, and then Coach Lou as well. They called the, all uh, those three called me. Then uh, I was picked. So yeah, I saw more. a quote the other day from Jerry West. He said, "I don't care uh, about drafting dogs. I like to find wolves. I used to eat dogs. It was uh, <laughs> probably the most West Virginia quote I've ever seen in my." entire life but it also yeah. is the most jerry west quote yeah. um, how excited are you to play and, and be around someone that has that kind of mentality and would you consider yourself a wolf or, or are you more of a dog yeah no, almost de <laughs> most definitely most definitely you know i just i just want to win i'll do whatever it takes to win you know i'm not a guy coming out and trying to score 50 points a game um wherever the team needs me is where i want to be so but you know i like i like that quote that quote is pretty cool it's a, it's a hilarious quote i had to show you that before you sat down and i can see yeah. the bewilderment in your eyes i was just as bewildered by it, but it was also great. I want to ask you about this summer league team. Uh, the Clippers, they don't really have names that maybe jump off the page, right? You don't have the Wimbies, the Scoots, names like that. But you guys have a great college basketball group, you know, and I, I really enjoy some of the guys like Jordan Miller, who goes to a Final Four with Miami. How yeah. fun is it meshing with these guys on the court? Man, it's real fun. Uh, one thing we've noticed as a team, um, ever since we started, you know, the mini training camp is, you know, everyone plays with each other. Yeah. No one's has their own personal agendas. No one's trying to get theirs. Um, so, you know, that's, that's been a plus. That's something that we didn't have to work, uh, struggle with. So that's been great. Um, everyone just wants to win games, man. And, you know, we, we unfortunately lost our first one yesterday, but we've, we learned a lot from it and had film today. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's a special group of guys, and I'm excited to play How with How hard is it to uh, kind of try to fit in? Like you said, you were at Mizzou for four years. You get used to being in a college system. You grow yeah. within a system. Then you get kind of dropped in summer league. You don't know anybody. Uh, or maybe you do. It's, you know, past, but you don't haven't played with many guys. And now you have to go and try to be a team immediately. How hard Definitely. is that to figure that out? No, it's definitely it, it can be challenging. Uh, I feel like one thing that helps us is, you know, we, we kind of talk to each other outside of the facility a little bit. Yeah. Not not a whole lot, but, you know, <laughs> enough. Uh, you know, we hang out with each other. You have in the group chat, group text and things. So we kind of built that chemistry a little more than, you know, say a team. We, we just showed up to the gym or whatnot. So it's that's been a, that's been a plus for it's us. It's not like an L.A. fitness team where you guys are just, uh, you know, showing up and running uh, together. At least you guys are hanging out a little bit. I did want to ask you about that because I am fascinated by the summer league setup. You know, you play these games. Games, but you're not really scouting other teams and then you have a lot of downtime so how does Kobe Brown spend his downtime at Summer League in Las Vegas? Definitely. Uh, you know, I, like my brother came in town today. We went to SneakerCon earlier. Okay, that's cool. Um, that's good. Just really just checking out all the different events the league has going on and then other events here in the, in, uh, in the city. And, you know, doing things like this, podcasts, getting to meet <laughs> guys like you, talking to you guys. Um, it's definitely fun. Just just trying to do different things that I normally wouldn't do What's your favorite sneaker if you had to pick one? What? Favorite sneaker? Yeah. Because Mizzou's a Nike school, so yeah, I, you know, yeah, I feel like you got the PGs, you got the Kyries, you got lots of options with the Nikes. I'm more of a Jordan guy. I went to North Carolina. Yeah. So well, for you these days, what, what's the shoe that you want to play in? So I've just – I got my first pair of Kobe's from the combine, oh, nice. Kobe 6s. That, that's probably and, um, the best shoe for you to wear. I, yeah, yeah that, that's I've it. been – I really enjoy his his, uh, his shoes. Uh, I also like KD, like KD 15s. Those are nice. Yeah, so. KD's got a great uh, great shoe collection. Also, insane that I remember the KD ones, and now we're at 15. 15 so time yeah. flies by. Yeah. Um, shout out to Nike. They just keep winning. They just keep getting yeah, the right keep guys yeah. to make it work. And it's also nice that you can wear the Kobe's. That's uh, that's a nice match there. Match made in heaven, really. Yeah. So that's I love the Kobe's yeah, for sure. That's what's up. Um, otherwise, just uh, who are you? I mean, I know that you know a lot of players. Maybe when they get done playing, they just want to go back to the hotel. 
hotel, chill. Yeah. You know, but are you trying to watch anybody? Like, did you go watch Wimby, for example? I did. I did. His first game, I did. I, I, I showed up. Uh, I had to see. I wanted to see it. Be uh, be at his first game here in the states. So, now that was that was cool. It was a good experience. Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, this uh, place was packed. Yeah. yeah, it was packed. Yeah, there was no. I had to stand <laughs> courtside because there was no seats or anything. So. It's barely standing room. So. What was your big takeaway from Wimby? You know, there's obviously the people on the internet that, you know, they, they were, you know, trying to make comments and things like that. But yeah. I've never seen someone that size do some of the things oh, yeah. he was doing. No, definitely. He's, he's special for sure. Uh, yeah, he didn't have the game. Most people wanted him to have that, um, you know, that first game. Yeah, but uh, People he, seemingly wanted him to be like LeBron James from yeah, day yeah, one. Yeah. But, like, there's only been one LeBron James. Yeah, and he definitely, like, even though he didn't score 30, 40 points, he, he affected the game in other ways, um, protecting the rim. He had a lot of blocks, rebounds. So he definitely affected the game uh, more than most. So he, he, he definitely he made a mark. I, he, I know a lot of guys, like, when they're in a draft, they'll remember, like, I know Draymond Green was famous for this, right? He, he drafted 35th, and then he remembered everyone drafted in front of him. Are you one of those guys where you're – you go 30th and you're like you're gonna you're gonna remember that uh, you passed you passed over me or are you just happy to be picked uh so so yeah i'm, I'm really just happy to be I picked like that happy to be I think here. That's the better <laughs> yeah uh but i mean yeah no it's definitely i mean i guess that works to have a chip on your shoulder make you a little extra motivation but no nah, i'm just i'm just happy to be here man i yeah. love that and uh, again you're a four-year college guy four-year college guys in today's climate they're not necessarily the ones that get drafted in the first round so how exciting and how rare was that to, to have that happen yeah. no that was that did was did you know what was gonna happen did you get a phone call and you're like we're gonna be a first round guy uh, not until the, not until like the 29th pick, like right when the 30, 30th was coming up. Where were um, you for the draft? Were you at home? Yeah, I was at home. Nice. I was home, but uh, but yeah, no, I had like my agents and you know other people were telling me I was my range like late first round, early second. Um, but I just assumed I, I heard all different things. I thought I was I knew I was getting drafted. That's what they told me, but I didn't I didn't think first round. I just listened to what they said, and then you know the 30th pick came, and it just happened to be me, man. So I was blessed for that. I want to ask you about the Mizzou Tigers because uh, I cover college basketball. They are one of the most passionate fan bases. Uh, yeah. If you say anything that is could be considered sideways in their opinion, yeah. they will go at your neck in a heartbeat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so how fun for was sure. it playing for the Mizzou Tigers and just kind of seeing the evolution of the program? from when yeah. you were a freshman till now no definitely i loved it loved every uh all four years i love the fans out there man um i hope to get back soon to visit uh do some stuff in the community or whatnot but no the fans are great man the fans are great they definitely have your back through thick and thin uh, especially they either like you or they, or they hate oh, you they, they will fight yeah. you especially yeah. if you're a jayhawks fan they are not about that they are not nah. about that at all speaking of mizzou guys michael porter jr nba champion yeah, was that yeah. cool to see yeah it was cool it was cool i actually um i knew mike a little bit off the court um just from being him coming to Mizzou, and you know his family's still are still around. Jonte's so. playing. Did you go? Did you yeah. go watch Jonte at all? Oh, I haven't watched him no, but I, I spoke with him or whatnot, especially during the pre-draft process and whatever. Well, there, so. there you have it. The Tigers are together. You know what yeah. I mean? You guys are locked in. We love to hear that. Yeah. One last thing from me: um, any bold predictions or anything that you want to focus on for your first year in the NBA? Anything that you're trying to prioritize? You know, it could be anything basketball related, or it could be personal, whatever it is. Something that you're trying to focus on in your first year. Definitely, I would say, first and foremost, winning. I just want to win. Yeah, this, is, this guy, Jerry West, uh, loves you, man. No wonder you interviewed yeah. so well. 
Nah, yeah, I just want to win. <laughs> Whatever it takes. I'm, you know, we got so many great players on our team, so I already know my role is not to come in and, you know, do things I would would have done in Mizzou or whatnot. So, you know, I just want to win. And then off the court, you know, I just want to, you know, make financial investments to help better my life off down the road. See, so. this is why it's good when you draft a guy who's a rookie <laughs> that's 23 years old because you get answers <laughs> like that, right? A very, a yeah. very veteran response right there. Uh, he is Kobe Brown, who's the 30th pick, playing for the Los Angeles Clippers. We're excited to have him in the league. And if you need anything in L.A., we're in L.A., so we'll take care of you. Man. Okay, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. Welcome back to Through the Ringer. We are here live from Summer League. I am joined by two guys I'm very excited to talk to. We got, look at this, look at this. These guys have sunglasses on indoors because that's how much fun they're having at NBA Summer League. They're dancing, they're frolicking. We're almost at the end of NBA Summer League, so we're basically dazed and confused at this point. But of course, Tyler, Logan, great to see you, fellas. How you doing? It's great to see you, man. This is yeah. one shining moment. Dude. Wow. <laughs> great to be here. Great to frolic. One of my favorite things to do. Oh. In terms of activities, frolicking is high on the board. Top, I promise top you that much. five activity right there for What's everybody. What's frolicking or snoop? Ooh. Ooh. Wait, what was the second one? Frolicking. Well, you said frolicking or what? Snoop. Ooh, I don't know. I like to snoop, too. Word. Snooping and frolicking, and uh, that's what we're trying to do, yep. figuring out who's going to be Rookie of the Year next year. I have some odds in front of me uh, because this is what they want us to do here on FanDuel TV. They want to talk about Rookie of the Year odds. Yes. And Victor Wimbanyama, in case you missed it, folks, he is the favorite at minus 130. Most people expect him to be the Rookie of the Year. But I got some other names I want to throw at you guys. Scoot Henderson plus 380. Chet Holmgren, plus 400. Brandon Miller, plus 1,600. That hurts my heart. <laughs> Amin Thompson, plus 3,700. And Jairus Walker, plus 7,500. Now, we all know Wimby's the favorite, so sure. we don't really need to talk about Wimby. But is there another name that jumps out on the board for you? We'll start with you, Logan. Hey, man, scared money don't make money. I'm about to go with Amin Thompson, ooh, bro. Bay Area's own. Wow. We're tapping in. Thank you, base guy. Plus 3,700, Amin Spe Thompson. Speaking of scared money don't make none, a line uh, initially made iconic by Tribe for sure, but I think made doubly iconic by Sam Presti when he said it in my quest, the uh, Paul George experience on ESPN for Paul George saying that. So let's let, let me be a homer and say I like Chet at that number. That's a saucy number for me and Chet. I'm yes. just going to say you guys, never mind. Go ahead. No, I like, I, what were you going to say, Logan? Please tell us. Do you have thoughts on Chet? Do you think plus 400 is good value? What do you, what do you feel about this? It's it's great value, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It's great value. It seems hey, good. Hey guys, it's great Check value. Check the odds on FanDuel. I uh, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Chet Holmgren. Tyler Parker, you're our Oklahoma City guy. You know sure. what's going on with Oklahoma City. So what do you expect to see from Chet? We've seen good things in Summer League. Man, Chet has been so pleasant to watch. There's been <laughs> a lot of body control, Logan. Have Ooh. you noticed that in the air? Mm. It, last year in the Dare lanes. I say frolicking. He's frolicked, in the, he's frolicked into the lane, and I think he's done some frolicking once he's got there. I think he's frolicked in there. Can you spell frolicking? Then, spell F frolicking right now. <laughs> spell it right now. F-R-O-L-I-C. And I'm going to go I-N-G, though, if you put a K in there that wouldn't surprise me either. Were you a good spelling bee? Were you the good at the spelling bee? No, I was. You uh, need the little board where you write behind, you know what I mean? Where you write it out and yes. then you see it. I was, a, I, think that I was a back of the classroom kid that was sort of like, <laughs> oh, we're doing, oh, that's today. Oh, man, no, I didn't, I didn't look at my words. That's kind of me. Well, Chet, I think uh, everyone's excited about Chet. Um, you know, we're all talking about Wimbenyama. Again, he's at minus 130. 
first impressions of Wimbenyama, Logan. What did, what did you see? I know a lot of haters are out there. They're trying to call him Brickter. They're trying to say mean things about him. But what did you see? There are a lot of haters him? out there about Wimby, <laughs> and I got to tell you, I am not one of okay, them. Okay, good. Nor I. Because I... While he has made mistakes, and he has made mistakes. And I think we all have. Right. I think that's something we can all be sympathetic to. I know I've made mistakes. I'm a, human. I'm a however, but. <laughs> sure. There are some things that Wimbenyana does that it seems like he's going to do. Like, there's a pass that he'll make, or there is, like, I remember even the dunk, when he got dunked on, if he just reads that play earlier, he yes. read the play the whole time. If he right. reads it earlier, that's all into the, that's that's going the other way. Yes. He has so many tools, man, and even the second game, man. They, he showed, there was like a, there was a, a Tim Duncan, like, you remember that old lucky Tim Duncan shot in 04 playoffs <laughs> yes. before the Derek Fisher shot? The he one, shot that in his second game. The, sh the one that sh the Shaq, one lucky shot deserves another shot. Exactly. Yes. He had, I don't think it was luck though with Wimbenyana. I think he <laughs> does that in his sleep. So I'm, 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 I'm locked in on Wimbenyana and the Wimbenyana hype. I would love to be able to come out here hard as a Wimbenyama hater and say, I'm not sure about yeah, it, but right. I think he's going to be awesome. I think I would be good for my bank role if I if I could pedal in that like I don't know, Ouija Anlin, I'm not sure if he's going to be up to snuff, you know? But, like, it, it, he seems like he's going to figure it out. There was a play, you're talking about in the second game, there's a play in the second game where, like, people who worry about his ability to handle physicality around the basket, like, certainly, for sure, I get it. But there's some fluidity and some body control in there that even when he does get bumped, it's not like one of these string beans who like kind of flails and can't even hardly get the shot off. Like he can take the contact and kind of like move with it and then go to the left and try to finish that way. His first basket was a perfect example totally. of that. Totally, yes. yes. And one right there. Yes, and I shouted it when he made it. Well, I, I have a prediction. Oh, no, please, prediction. I love predictions. I think what's gonna happen is it's going to be similar to Melo and LeBron with Scoot and Wimbignano. Because I saw Scoot's first game. Scoot's he's sucking. a dude. Yeah, he's he is a dude. It. He's got whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but he has it. But, so that means because he's a dude and he is a, he's going to be a pro day one, it's going to seem like he's a better player the first year right. with Wimbignano. And then Wimbignano is going to play the long game. They're both going to be stars. Right. But that's why it's going to be the narrative this year because there's, gonna, there's a lot of things that Wimbignano has to figure out. He hasn't eaten a meal since the draft. <laughs> right. He's hungry. He hasn't lifted <laughs> <Literally>. a weight. <laughs> I don't know. He, I don't even know if he's done a push-up. But. Hey. Once he gets in that Spurs system and he's locked in, right. he's going to soar. But this season, there's going to be some tough times. There's going to be like, what the heck is going on? Right. Probably on ringer platforms. Growing I don't know. Na naming growing names. Pains. There's, pains for there's sure. going to be growing <laughs> pains, which brings criticism. Well, and that's going to happen the first year. But it's the sky's the limit for that guy, man. I'm, I like it. I'm with you on Scoot, too. Like, if you get a <laughs> chance to see Scoot in person, if you can afford one of these expensive tickets. <laughs> If the Scoot <laughs> Show is coming to your city, you think that he's chiseled now when you see him on TV, and then when you see him in person, that's a line. That's like a he's like a strong safety that's like a biscuit away from being a linebacker and like ready to roll at all times. I'm not gonna say you should scam to get into the building to see women or women sure, and scam. Scoot, but you 
I wouldn't be mad right, at you if right. you did scam. There will be no, no judgment. There will be no judgment. Yes. I was watching the town the other day, and you can buy a lot Great of. Great start to any sentence right there. You I can like buy that. a lot of, like, <laughs> you know, city employee gear, and, like, you know, you can just go find that somewhere. Not Army Surplus, but those Bruh, stores exist. You can go, like, buy, like, an outfit for, like, an ambulance driver. No, you can, get you can in find there. a way. The statute of limitations are over, so I can tell this story. Mm. So when I, I went to Berkeley High School. So I can't tell you how excited so, I am about. <laughs> so. Our graduation, we had a, it was at uh, it was at the Greek Theater in Berkeley. Of course right? it was, and which holds ten thousand people. My homie counterfeited like seventy tickets. You were only a, allowed it like ten, and somehow they printed like seventy and got all the East Oakland up in there. Wow. It was fire. Very smart. That's, to, very that's smart to say my homie. You. you know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's plausible yeah. deniability. You're yeah, exactly. Statue limitations. You're, not even, you're, you're, you're good. But they don't even. They didn't deserve that. I ain't got to tell them on this. On this that's true. In front of these millions and millions of that's people. True. It happened, and it was some G stuff. I like that. One last thing about Victor. Who's better, Summer League Anthony Randolph or Summer League Victor Wimbanyama? Logan, I'll start with you. You're a Warriors guy. Carefully, they might, they might hey, not let you back into Oakland if you say it. the wrong um, My here. face card is always going to open. You ain't even got to trip off that. <laughs> you know, you know what the right answer is, but you don't want to say it. Everybody knows what the right answer is. There was, there was. <laughs> a lot of people think aliens just showed up. No, no, it was. I, ran, I, I they, saw they, one. That Randolph here, that Randolph Summer League is a sight to behold. Yeah, that, that, for, that even was, for hey, me. Listen, that listen. made it to Oklahoma. Listen. A lot of times we're like two years behind. Like you see the jeans, <laughs> you see the jeans on Laguna Beach, and you're like, what is that, Hollister? I'm gonna go with to that you. store. If the Warriors didn't have that run, there might be. <laughs> there might be a banner up at, at the Coliseum right now for that summer league. That's how good it, it was. was. Incredible. He was the next Lamar Odom. That, that's all I kept hearing if, right uh, after that. If, that. if that version of Anthony Randolph played on the Thunders summer league team at any point, by the time the season started, I would have had every possible iteration of Anthony Randolph jersey. You would have gotten the summer right. league jersey off his back. Going back to high school, I would have found a way. <laughs> Shout out to Anthony Randolph. Uh, he had a great summer league. He's a legend. Forever. These lights are bright. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, bright. Look, they're shining on us because they know Anthony Randolph's being talked about right now. That's You're good at this. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, one last thing. We got M NBA championship odds because, again, we're on FanDuel TV, so I got to bring this up. Love it. All right. So, final thing. Final point, guys. I love odds. I love odds, too. Uh, may the odds ever be in your favor. The oh, Boston nice. Celtics are the favorites at plus 470. Who would have thought? The Denver Nuggets at plus 480. The Milwaukee Bucks plus 550. The Celtics are the favorites? Are the favorites. Plus 470 I think whoever said the odds must be a fan. Porzingis really moved the needle <laughs> like that? Yes, because he's, I guess now it doesn't matter that he's not a winner because right. he plays in Boston. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are plus 600. Yeah. The Heat at plus 1,000. <laughs> the Warriors plus 1,400. Lakers plus 1,500. Clippers plus 1,900. Are we, are we locked in on the Denver Nuggets repeating? They are the second favorites at plus 480. The defending champs are not even the favorites. Logan, I'll start with you. How do you feel about these odds? And who do you like next year? I've been saying this on the Real Ones pod, which you can listen to Mondays and Thursdays. Yes, go listen to it right now. I'm not involved, think, but you should subscribe. I think... I just heard the, the Lakers got a shot, bro. I'm hugs. picking the Lakers right now. Okay, there you right, go. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pick the Los Angeles Lakers to win the title right like now. I've been kind of like soft the watching Lakers? that, but I'm going to do it. Plus 1,500, the Lakers. LeBron All James, Anthony Davis, Rob Palinka, great offseason. Yes, Lord. Definitely. Nothing says soft launch like the Lakers. <laughs> 
Yeah, that one hits. You feel me? No, I don't know if I'm ready to like say the Sacramento Kings because I know that's what you want to say. Oh, I know that's what you want to say. I, I, look, have, I know. I have uh, multiple beams in my pocket right now. Just at the end of the show, I'm going to light them all. I would love to come on here just with like absolute certainty and be like, bet the Kings, baby. Right. No, I mean, honestly, it's really surprising to me that um, – that the, that the Nuggets aren't the favorites right now. Right. If I, even though it's only by a tiny you little amount. It's you no know why? Because Bruce Brown left. Right. It's really, it's, it's the it's the transaction. Who, who would have thought the that Pacers Bruce are, Brown leaving could move the the meter that far the other way? The I Pacers knew. aren't going to win the whole thing, but they're going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of Bruce Brown, that's going to be a fun Just, you know time. What, you know what? You know what? Forget that. Just say the, the Indiana Pacers are going to win the title. The Pacers are going to win the title. I like that. I don't. It's going to be the. They're so far off the board. We don't even have their odds, uh, and, and that's good news. So plus ten thousand, take the Pacers. I should say that I've been wearing Logan's prescription sunglasses this whole time, right. and I'm beginning to develop what I feel hey, is what's, some what's sort his of camera? twitch. Let's so get his camera. <laughs> Give him his camera. Look, just zoom in right, right now at You're his looking eyes. Good. Zoom, zoom in, in at his eyes right now. You can't see anything. Can't, they can't. I don't think he they can't can't even see himself. Zoom in at his eyes. You can't I even mean, see anything right I'm, now. I'm, it's all sound and color, you know, Alabama shakes right now, baby. These do look pretty good on me, though. Now that I get a little bit closer, I do feel like I could pull these you off. You can. You can. You guys are both pulling it off, and you guys are both letting us know what's going to happen in the future. We appreciate it. We got Logan. We got Tyler. Appreciate you guys coming on through the ringer. And uh, if you want to go bet on the Pacers, right now is the time to do it. Go do it, folks. Make appreciate it you, fellas. I'll mm. take some tickets. Rick, hit me up. He's scamming. <laughs> What's poppin'? Welcome to a special edition of the Ringer NBA show live from Thomas and Mac. You know the voice. You know who this is. Logan Murdoch. Oh! And you know who that is, that laughter. That's my guy, Tyler Parker. Hello, this hello. This is a dream come true because I am so excited to finally pod with you, pal. Oh, I'm so pumped up to see. I, w I was so happy to see whenever I saw on the, uh, it w I mean, I, I, I typically don't get too excited to look at ex Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. It's not something I go to if I'm trying to get the blood pumping, you know right. what I mean? But when I saw Tyler with Logan, my heart did kind of skip a beat a little bit, I do have to say. I don't, for the record, look at spreadsheets. That's I was great. told very late that this is going to happen, and I was like, <gasps> yes. yes. Anywho, we are talking live at Thomas and Mack Center in the midst of a Wimbledon game. We don't know what the score is. We just see a monitor here with no score. We're just in the moment. We're just vibing right now. Yeah. But, Tyler, if I need to give you – if I ask for a – a game-and-a-half reaction yeah. to Wimbledon, what do you have for me? I think it's like just, just peaks and valleys, man. It, that, the first game, it was such an interesting, weird gym to be in because everybody was so excited. Everybody was so happy and so pumped up and so ready to see something like – this is the start of the rest of our lives. Yes. Uh, like this is the new, new basketball has begun. Yes. Like now, finally, this from is overseas. the dawn of a new era. He has landed upon our shores and going to show us a new way. Yes, and 
it was weird because there it didn't feel like in the gym there was any sort of like everybody wanted him to be awesome. Yes. It was like when you hear about those like casting directors and they're like, no, you don't understand. The room, everybody wants you to be the exact right person for it. We want it to be them. We want them to do awesome. Everyone's pulling for them. That was how I felt in the gym. Like, everybody was so – anytime he touched the ball, yeah. it was, shoot it. Yes. Like, it was like AAU was stuff. We want Wimby chance. It was crazy. I was – because I was sort of expecting some animosity – or, like, not, if not animosity, like, a little bit like, okay, like, let's see what you got. Let, okay, now you're here. Let's see. But it didn't even feel that way. It was like people were like – didn't you feel like people were, like, yeah. pumped up to watch him? The only comparison that I have, and I was in the building for this, was when Zion had his – his debut in 2019 yes. and there was a palpable buzz right the only difference is there was a different kind of buzz for this win Binyana thing and I just I, I watched the first half um, downstairs at Thomas and Mac and it was similar there right yeah and we had just talked about it on the FanDuel show that's going to come out in eight weeks from now <laughs> uh, with Tate Frazier and but we were talking about just just the vibe that was going on and like he seemed a lot more comfortable in the second game for sure than he did in the first game. There was a lot of it was a lot of nerves in the first game. Uh, he he definitely belonged to be there in the first game where there was like a lot of indecision, and not to say there wasn't indecision in the second game, but in the game when the first game where there's a lot of indecision, you could see like, yo, if this pass goes through, yeah, 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 oh my. Even when he got dunked on, which was the highlight of the other young man's life at yes. this moment. Right? Kai Jones and his Marcus Smart hair fl- flew through the air. Exactly. Yes. But th- that goes back to the nervousness from Wimbanyana because if he just – he read the play perfectly. Yeah, he was if there. If he just trusts his instincts, that's going the other way. Yeah. And this time, in the first half that I saw, like, he was just making shots that were ridiculous. He made one shot across the lane. I think – I don't know if it was a three-pointer because I was on the other side of <laughs> right. the thing. Yeah. But it was just – it was just – it was – it was for two seconds, it was basketball nirvana. He's going to – what's so fun about him is in this second game, there were a couple different, like – of those Boban moments where he doesn't jump, but he dunks on someone. And so it's, but like Wimbenyama has more juice than Boban does. And so there's like, there was an aggression to some of the dunks. Like he is like slight for sure. He's skinny as hell and he's going to have to beef up, but he's not like, he knows how to go to the rim once he's there. Like yeah. he's not, he's not, he's not fading really. I was fascinated to see like the sneaky dunks from him. He yes. cut like the, the guys didn't know like, Oh, he's a little bit further away from the rim and he took a pause. So maybe he's worried about my physicality. It's maybe a little quirky. A little weird, yeah. And then all of a sudden, just he like leaps right up and just punches it on you. And I think that that's, I think he's going to catch a, like, he'll get caught for sure himself. Like somebody's going to catch him early and oh, it'll yeah. be a big, big deal. But I think that he's going to catch a lot of dudes for sure defensively. But I be, but I think also offensively, these little quick hitter dunks yeah. that are just like kind of face to face, nose to nose. One of the biggest things that I got, and this bodes well for the NBA is that every room that Wimbanyana walks into, he is the most interesting person in the building. Yeah. And what I mean by that, like Fat Joe was at the game tonight, right? <laughs> the game before that, his first ever NBA shanks, sanctioned game on American soil. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there on one baseline, and Jerry West is on the other one, and they're both kind of wanting to meet him. 
All right, we're back at Summer League. Um, we're wrapping this thing up. It's been a long, uh, long, strenuous process here for, for everyone that's in the Ringer universe. We survived Las Vegas, and I got my producer, Kyle, to join me right now because we're going to do some shout-outs here from Summer League. Kyle, are you okay? Or have you survived? What, what, where are you at right now mentally? Like, are you okay? Did you, did you handle uh, the Vegas Summer League experience? All right, I can barely talk. I'm so worn out. Shout-out to my uh, flight check-in. I'm checked in. I'm ready to do this. This is a two-hour town, and... Um, if, if this is a Thursday or, or a Tuesday, then I've been here two weeks, and that's uh, that's just too long. That's two weeks too long. I told Kyle before we got here, I'm a 40-hour Vegas guy. That's about the that's about the time that I hit E on my social meter and my Vegas meter, and uh, I am now well beyond that point. I am, uh, you know, I probably aged 10 years since I've been here. I don't know if I look like I have, but I feel like I have. But it's also been a great summer league. There's been a lot of storylines. I think going into summer league, there was a lot of Wimby hoop. Hoopla, a lot of scoop hoopla, not a whole lot of Brandon Miller hoopla, unfortunately for me and all my Hornets fans, but it's okay. We're holding up. Shout We're going to stay positive. Right. <laughs> We're staying positive. Uh, our boss, uh, and you you know who you produce this podcast, Bill Simmons, he asked me what stage of grief, grief I'm in <laughs> when it comes to Brandon Miller, the seven stages. I am in the stage of acceptance right now. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm excited about it. Um, and it was a great tournament. It was a great run, and a lot of good things happened here on the basketball court and outside of the basketball court. The one big knock that we have, we're going to do shout-outs here. We do this on One Shining Podcast where we just shout-out things that are happening. But I want to shout-out the traffic because I think it won the week. Uh, I mean, shout-out to Formula One because they also were a part of this as well. I think they're 90% behind the traffic. And uh, if you talk to the locals, they're not, they're not so into it. But, you know, I bet they'll be, I bet they'll be uh, selling the spots in their driveways <laughs> when, it's, uh, when it comes time. So, uh, whatever. It's... Uh, what can you do? Yeah, I. Uh, one of the things that Kyle is famous for on the Ryan Rosillo podcast is doing life advice. Um, and what advice, Kyle, would you have for people if they come to Vegas and go to Summer League? You've been here a few times now. You've kind of seen what it looks like. Um, I think my first thing that I would say is go to the win, right? That yes. would be my first advice. Go to the win. Go to the win. Go to somewhere that's got a casino. Go to somewhere in the mix. Um, shout out to booking hotels late because uh, – we couldn't get anywhere that had a casino, yeah. and um, and it's, just, really it's just an extra thing. There's a lot of construction, you know. Did, did a lot of U-turns uh, on foot. Oh Thought about jumping a fence, didn't do it. Um, but yeah, I'd say just try to stay in the mix and don't try to don't try to stay out. Don't don't wait. Don't wait. Because you'll wait, regret folks. it. Yeah, go ahead and book it right now. If you're, you know, a year in advance and you want to go to Summer League, now is the time. Nothing like the present. Make it happen. You can do it. Uh, one of the places that we kind of set up shop was the B-Bar at the Win, And that's where I want to start with our shout-outs because I want to just shout out some of the, you know, familiar faces that we saw walk by, um, starting with Jalen Rose. Uh, Shout-out to Jalen Rose. We saw him yesterday walking through the concourse. He was having a great time. We saw Jason Kidd. Um, that is someone that uh, kind of both blew our minds. Uh, Coach Pop, right before the extension? Yes. If you didn't know this, folks, Greg Popovich literally is just an older version of Adam Sandler. He dresses like him. He just wears basketball shorts everywhere. Ball shorts, big shirt. Yeah, and just honestly, you would expect maybe the greatest coach in basketball history to have some sort of entourage. Moves in silence. Moves in silence. Real G's move in silence. Uh, And he is always by himself. Um, That is the one thing that I learned. Greg Popovich is just that guy. He's just – 
He doesn't need anyone around him. He doesn't want anyone around He's him. He's not stopping for anybody. Speaking of people that don't have entourages, shout out to Jay Cole. Uh, Jay Cole, new minority owner of the Charlotte Hornets. He was here. He has no entourage as well. Super accessible, turns yeah. out. Yeah, shout out to his guy, Eve, who's with him. But, you know, he's got boss. I mean, but these are just, you know, these aren't entourage people. These are just fellow artists and a manager. But Jay Cole moves by himself, walks by himself. Um, Mitch Kupchak, shout out to him, uh, GM of the Hornets. He's another one of those guys that just kind of sits off by himself. I think that's what I've learned uh, being at Summer League and, and kind of dealing with all the small talk that goes on and witnessing and bearing witness to all the networking that happens. I kind of have a thing for people that don't want to do it. You know what I mean? The, the people that don't want to be a part of it. Those are my favorite people. So shout out to those guys. They, they get it done. Um, another thing I wanted to point out from Summer League, it's been some really good basketball, despite some of the bad basketball. You know, I think, you know, a lot of times people hear Summer League, they're like, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to see that. But Jabari Smith Jr., came to Summer League and played some franchise-level basketball. And I know Jabari Smith Jr. was not the name that maybe people, like I said, it's Wimby, it's Scoot, those are the ones that are going to highlight Summer League. But Jabari Smith Jr. was a, a superstar this week, so I wanted to give him the full shout-out and the full rundown because he deserved it. Yeah, we've been bouncing forth be between the gyms, and really it, it's, it's never as... The frequency of the whole gym going, whoa, it's never as, as high. He's probably in there right now. Yeah, you can hear uh, it. If you're uh, listening to the crowd right now, they're going crazy. It's so never as high as when he's playing in the gym. Yeah, the Rockets. Shout out to the Houston Rockets because last year they were not a, uh, a well-equipped NBA team, to say the least. And in Summer League. But they were a great Summer League team, weren't they? They are a great Summer League team. And maybe that was what they were trying to build. I don't know. But I, I think the future of the Houston Rockets, Houston, we no longer have a problem. We have some good things ahead. So uh, I think the shout-out to the Houston Rockets and all their fans that suffered through last year. I know everybody wants to give the Spurs, you know, all the credit and all the excitement when we talk about Texas basketball. Maybe you want to talk about the Mavericks because of Mark Cuban, Kyrie Irving, Luka, obviously. But the Houston Rockets, not bad. you got some things to look forward to. So uh, don't get lost in the shuffle. We wanted to give you a full shout-out. You deserve it. Um, we're, we're at the point now where things are winding down. Um, so shout-out to Water. Shout out to water. Need some water um, at the end of these days. It is over 100 degrees. Shout out to the heat because the heat is almost unbearable. It's nice inside, though. The concourse AC is, is pumping it in It is, here. but somebody opens a door for too long. You're like, whoa, whoa, close that thing. Please, so. please close that thing because, uh, it is, again, it's over triple digits here in Las Vegas, and uh, that can drive you crazy. I think heat is probably the one thing that if someone tells me they do something crazy, I ask, what, were the t what was the temperature? Because um, <laughs> right. it, it does play a part. Um, so shout out to the heat. Um, and maybe shout out to the Miami Heat because you and I are big Jaime Jaquez fans. Uh, shout out to him getting drafted to the Miami Heat. Wish we could have seen him. Wish we could have seen him, but we felt him. We felt his presence. We know that, you know, he played great in the California Classic, so he showed signs. So uh, Jaime Jaquez, shout out to him. There's just a lot going on here at Summer League, too, where you can just, if you're a fan of basketball, I said this on my show, One Shining Podcast, if you're a fan of basketball, this is a place to be. It's very low stakes. There's, you know, you can just walk around the concourse and, and see George Lynch, right? You can walk around the concourse and go, oh, my God, there's Jerry West. You can see basketball legends, icons. I just saw Larry Brown not too long ago. And like you said, the guard is down. Oh, way down. The, the guard is so down. They've never been more approachable. I mean, even even Bill Simmons, uh, his guard is down. I mean, he's talking to people. He, he's being nice to fans. You know what I mean? Like, 
you would think that some of these AA list basketball people, you know, that you'll never have a chance in your life to maybe approach them or at least see them in a regular setting. Something's going on behind us, by the way. Good basketball behind us. Shout out to that. But uh, this is the time, you know, come here, guard us down, say hello, be nice. Don't be weird, but be nice. And, uh, you know, maybe you get a story out of it and you're like, hey, I just ran into, uh, let's say, let's try to think of a random NBA superstar that you could run into. Mm. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. You might run into him. Kawhi Leonard. We saw him the other day. Yeah, he's and they're around. Just, they're just around. They're just around, and they're having a good time. He's making up for lost time. They're making up for lost time. Um, so, shout out to Summer League. It's One been piece a great of life run. advice. Yeah, um, please. Give us if life If you're advice. a tall guy, abnormally tall, go to Summer League. Right. Somebody's going to walk up to you, and you just take it where you want. If your dad was disappointed in you that you did not make the NBA, but you are very tall, now is the time to capitalize on that. Go here. You might be considered an NBA guy. Uh, again, this is the 2K24 2023 NBA Summer League. That is probably the most confusing thing that I've been a part of this week, and I've been trying to say it to get used to it, and I'm still not used to it even though we're at the end. But it was a great run. It feels like we're back. It feels like life is normal again. You know what I mean? It, it's nice. It's nice. And, again, if you're an NBA fan, if you're a fan of basketball at any level, this is the place to be. You should come to Las Vegas. You should come to NBA Summer League. I'm Tate Frazier. He's producer Kyle, Kyle Crichton. Uh, we're reporting live for Summer League. One last thing, Kyle, for the people. Anything you want to shout out? Uh, any last thoughts, final thoughts before we get out of here? Because i got to get on a plane. Like you said, we're checked in and we're ready to go. Shout Back out to, to Southwest pack. Upgrades because I'm getting in the A1 through 15 slot. I'm not messing around. I'm time to go home, guys. Get upgraded. Uh, get back home safely, everybody. Appreciate everyone tuning in and enjoying NBA Summer League. We couldn't do it without you. We need the fans. We need the people involved. So thank you so much for watching and listening and supporting the show. And again, we'll see you next year in Las Vegas for Summer League. And hopefully you can get a nice hotel. Go, go book your win reservation right do it now. now. Do, do it, it now. now. Thanks, everybody.